welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Mike. And I'm Dale. And uh, we're here for our form guide series for 2019. Mm. And today's all about the dark horses. Oh, I like it. The ones lurking in the shadows, ready to pounce. It is. If anyone slips up from our contenders, any of these could take the crown. Mm. So let's kick it off straight away. We're into Iceland. It's Hatri with Hatri Munsir. their selection in the national final this has caught the eye it the it is the post-punk <laughs> industrial bdsm entry yes that's going to be on everybody's tv screens leading into this competition look it is polarizing but i still think it's on the right side of taste levels <laughs> etc mm. there is a narrative here it is actually a really decent song not something I would probably choose to listen to in a studio sense, but my gosh, as a performance piece, this is really captivating, and you can't really take your eyes off it, no matter what performance you see of it. This is really, this is great. This is tongue in cheek. Oh, massively! This is amazing. Like I'm loving, loving the, the tongue, the tongue in cheek nature of the whole thing is so important, and that's why they're winning the PR war. They know exactly what they they're doing. They knew what they were doing in Iceland to win the comp, which they still had to struggle to get through on that one. But they really built momentum behind it. They are using this competition. They are playing with Eurovision they are it's their play toy and they're doing such a good job of it of not taking it too seriously but also taking it incredibly seriously at the same time it's a bizarre thing they're doing but they do it very well to the song itself now the screaming bits I've never been a big fan of um, particularly the studio the live is a little bit better I do love the chorus I think the chorus actually sounds really quite modern and melodic electro and melodic there and, and I think it works really well and I think they're live staging is amazing their national final was fantastic they had this big hammer going back and forth for the beat which was just something in the background to keep you grounded with what was going on if someone in a gib mask is doing a hammer keeps you grounded well there we go and then everything else was going around on the outside and it was fantastic um the thing with their staging in eurovision is it maybe it's not as tight but I think it's a bit bigger and bolder, and I think they should get it together for the like semis and final. Yeah, as far as what to expect on this the screen, I mean, we have hell brought to life here, and that's <laughs> a great thing. This they really have upped it with the pyro, the smoke, but it is a very cohesive performance. You yep. you are you are captivated into this world that they take you into. Um, as far as where they're at, also they're winning the PR battle. Yeah, they're schooling everybody right now about the narrative and about building momentum heading into that contest. This is this is something something special here, I think. Yeah, and look, momentum isn't going to get in every act far, but with an act like this, you do need it. You do need it on every screen going into it. So everyone's yeah. expect to a point expecting it or something to look out for. And you want to have that kind of shock but fun value. And I think they're doing that really, really, really quite well. Go on. I was going to say, <laughs> nowadays at the modern Eurovision competition, we don't have the drag queens dressed in tinfoil and the ridiculous no, we don't. No. people on unicycles. That's not the grabs they have on the news at night. No. Nowadays, or now, it has to be people like Atari. Yeah. And this is what you're going to see as that screen grab. 
even for just a few seconds. So yeah. you're on people's radar straight away. Now look, Michael, it is a divisive song. Yeah. Who knew post-punk BDSM wouldn't reach all the mums and dads at home <laughs> across Europe? They might be into that stuff in <laughs> well, their spare time. They might be secretly voting on their mobile, but their kids probably won't. So, well, hopefully not. Um, so there is that element that it's not going to win everyone over. So are you worried about that? Because I know you're a fan of this song. Um, no, I'm not worried about it. All I'm worried about is the the one out of six or seven people that pick up their phone and go, <laughs> I'm voting for the weirdos from Iceland. Yeah. Yeah, and if you can capture that vote, you have won the televote by a mile. Yeah, well, there we go. And it will be about how the jury pick up on this as well, which could go either way with individual jury members all around. So... It's a real interesting one. It, it has very divided, like you know, um, music professionals. It's divided fans, but you got to say it's an outside shot to take out the whole thing. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that, Dale, because I want to talk about results. Okay, this is my winner. I oh. think we're off to Reykjavik next year. I think this has enough jury score to keep it within striking distance. Uh, come the time for mentioning the televote and when they do mention the televote this is going to win by some a margin we've never seen before okay i think you are getting way over your head here i do not think the televote is going to come as strong as you think they are i do think they have a good chance of doing very well to me this is more of a fourth or fifth song at best um i just think it's just a bit too divisive i guess we should talk about one of the others (laughs) we should talk about the others frothing at the mouth (laughs) one of the others that has jumped from the pack is azerbaijan let's talk about shingas and truth So, like I said, he seemed to uh, jump from the pack here, Shingers. I mean, it was always a radio-friendly symphonics written, if you're a fan, you'll know who we're talking about, song that's been hovering around that top ten in fan polls, hovering around in jury scores, etc. We now have something with the staging by the look of it that's going to lift it into the next echelon, so... Um, um, he's an eye-catcher. Mm. I'm surprised um, going into this that we would have him this high, but because yes. he was a really, like, okay, safe jury um, score, don't see the televote appeal. He's a bloody good-looking bloke, but that's about all the televote appeal I saw on that one. Now, the staging is apparently out of this world, and what we've seen is really, really good. Mm. So expecting that televote to lift, which suddenly brings him in contention because you're seeing a good televote and a good jury score, this is an outside chance for a top three but probably more likely a little bit further down. What do you think he might come in at? Um, look, I, I definitely think he's top 10. I wouldn't have said that probably a week ago. I think this is somewhere between 4 and 7. Mm. Um, Azerbaijan do very well with the Eastern vote. Um, and this, apparently with the staging, is tech. It's AR. Yep. It's, it's a real wow factor. So oh, I reckon this is bordering on the top 5. Bordering on the top four, yeah. Four to seven. Yeah, I think he might just be out. I, I think four could be somewhere, but I'm probably thinking that fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth area. It reminds you a little bit of Love Wave from Armenia in 2016, that amazing performance. But the song itself, you know, not so great. Even everything was great about it. And she finished seventh or eighth, I think. Mm. And I kind of see this being in that area, maybe a little bit better, maybe a little bit worse. But great, great effort. Azerbaijan didn't qualify for the first time ever last year, and they're back with a bang. Good to see. Definitely, definitely. So All, right. All right, we had to talk about it. The next dark horse is 
Australia. Oh. And you know what? We didn't know we'd be talking about it this high up about a week ago. And the reason we're talking about this is because of the staging. But let's take a step back and go... Kate Miller Heike, a very well perform, well experienced performer here in Australia, won the national final, a very first national final back in February with a really eye catching performance that Australians really got about what Eurovision is to Australians, and they played that to Australians perfectly. We weren't selling to Eurovision then, to Europe there; we we're selling it to Australia. Now. Fans didn't really go for it. No one else really did. It was being really low on the polls, low on the odds. And then they came out and did their rehearsals. And they've got, if we don't want to give any spoilers away, but a really, really good technical AR, eye-catching, soaring performance. Like, this is going into the stratosphere of performances. It's absolutely fan-bloody-tastic. Um, so relieved, so proud of this effort. And she has been rocketing up the odds from 16th, up to 8th, ninth area at the moment, kind of back and forth on it. This is so good to see, and what will be will be, but she's put in a cracking effort here. Yeah. It, it is a unique and sort of different entry. Yes. And it's certainly very different than anything Australia said. So, mm. I mean, we haven't seen a final result, but I'm so glad that Australia did step out of the box and go for something. It's polarising. It's not everybody's cup of tea. We've seen that straight away. Hence why we weren't probably soaring in the uh, fan polls or in yeah, the jury yeah. polls before that. That's fine. Mm. Um, now we're adding the staging concept to it, which has really elevated the song. And I think we're starting to see the potential of the song, I believe. This is good. Yeah, this it is, is really good. I think Kate always said this is not a radio song. This is not something you're going to necessarily listen to. This is almost a theatrical performance, and that's why they've. This is why it hasn't been doing so well. It's not about what it's you not, hear. This it's, it's about what was going to be presented on the Eurovision yeah. stage. Her theatre background is coming here. They had a vision. They were executing it. Fan bloody fantastic. I'm going to be nervous the whole three minutes, but you know what? I'm just happy to see us up there. How do you think it's going to go? Look, I'm, realistically, I think the best we can... Well, I'm going to start with, actually. I was worried about us not making the top ten in the semi-final. I'm now worrying about making the top ten in the final. Yeah. I don't want to sound arrogant about that, but I think that's where we're at. Mm. I think the best we could possibly do is the lower ten, and I mean ninth, tenth. Um, I think it's more likely to be somewhere between 12th and 16th in the final, um, and that's only because of the soft telly vote we get. I think juries will like this... And we're going to get a lot more telly vote than mm. we did in the in the last couple of years. Yeah, it's a very complicated song, and I think the staging is making Kate's vocal even more complicated, which I think juries will respect, and I think telly vote lovers will love it for the staging thing, and I think they'll forget that it's Australia, and they're not meant to sometimes always love us. <laughs> and I think this is somewhere in that eighth to twelfth. Um, I'd I'd be. I wouldn't be shocked if we were on the right-hand side of the scoreboard in a 14th, 15th, but I think we deserve to be on the left-hand side from what we've seen. So I'm, I'm hoping we'll be in that left-hand side. Well, I've got to say, that's a lot more positive talk than I would have thought... <laughs> I just wanted to be in the final. ...a week ago, so yeah. that's a really great thing. All right, let's go to the next one. If we've got France, it's Bilal Hassani with Wa. You cannot Wow, 
means king, and this is all the, the, his whole narrative is about. It's about overcoming things, being him true self, and being the king of who he is. And at the national final for France, he got a huge result from the French people, not so much the international jury, which was always a bit of a concern for people. Himself, Bilal, is a queer, um, Arabic background, YouTube star from France. So he's a really interesting cat with a great story. And that story is really starting to come through on the staging he's presenting. It's all about being inclusive. He's got a couple of dancers on there, which will bring that inclusivity to the performance. And he's been a bit of a forgotten person up until the staging came along because he won, he was a bit of a star. He kind of got forgotten. Okay, it's all about you, Bilal, maybe not the song. The song is really solid. And the staging bringing together is now delivering a really good package of him, a vocal that he can do well, and a staging concept that is really executed fantastically. Yeah, look, I'll agree with you. I kind of forgot this song to a degree. It was chosen fairly early in the season. Um, I've always felt the song was just kind of there, and it was just kind of middling. Um, they did revamp the song and make it a little easier for his vocals. And it does sound like he has can, can really slay those vocals. And now we have a concept on stage which is really eye-catching, really tugs at the heartstrings about all the feels. Yes. This is, this is that performance. And I think they've really... And, and France sometimes missed the staging. I think, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> I think France may have hit the staging on the head this time. And you're right. It's a message of inclu- uh, including people... In, it's something that it's going to resonate with a lot of people. There's a lot of outsiders in this world, mm. including us, Dale. So this yeah. this could be um, this could be something that goes really really well. Yeah, it looks like a special performance that I don't think will ever be forgotten at Eurovision, mm. no matter how you decide to to take that. Um, now, also, let's think about where this can come because I think beforehand it was probably quite far down. People talking in the twenties for this, but I Ooh. think this is really shot up. Where are you thinking, Michael? Look, I, I would have never have said this a few days ago, but I think this is, is scratching at the top ten, this one. Um, best best performance could be around the six. Um, I think worst, I think we're looking around 13 now. So they're in that lower uh, half of the left-hand side of the scoreboard. I think they've done a great job here. Frank. Yeah, kind really of feeling the Kate Miller-Heike range, somewhere in that yeah. 8th, 12th or 13th. 15th, 16th would be a disservice, I think, now it's at this point. Im- it's going to have impact. Oh, God, yeah. yeah where and, I didn't think it would. And so is his hair. <laughs> There's a lot of it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the next one, Dale. Mm. One of our favourites. <laughs> it's Switzerland. It's Luca Honey with She Got Me. Oh, oh she knows she got me dirty dancing. When she go low, when she go low, she goes on low, she goes on low. Oh, she know, oh, oh, she know, she got me dirty dancing, dirty dancing. Alright, I won't lie, I've hated this song from the very first moment <laughs> I heard it. Um, the reason, um, both, I think I can speak for both of us here, is that it is just like every concept of every kind of semi-popular song of the last few years put in a blender and spat out in the Eurovision stage, You, you using some Eurovision songs as well as part of that. It's so unoriginal. It's so uninspired. Just say it, Dale. It sounds like Fuego. Well, Stop there's... No, the no, no, no. There's some elements that are Fuego. Some elements are like that kind of like Latino sounding Des- pop song. Yeah, like Despacito <laughs> and Fuego had a terrible blended baby and it's awful. <laughs> However... People like it, and we can't deny that this has a likability factor for people. Just because we don't like it, 
other people do. And the man can dance, and they've managed to kind of make the staging a little simpler for him to be able to dance and sing kind of at the same time. I think they've done a good slick production of this. It's working really quite well, uh, and I don't even like the song, and I was slightly won over by the staging, which makes me worried about how well it could do, because I want it to flop, and I don't think it will now. Well, it's, it's always been right up there, hasn't it? It's it always has. been like up there in the... Was it like second? It was in the, second in the odds. In the odds at some time. I never got that. No. I really see a lack of originality here on so many levels. It's there. It's fine. I, I really do... I, He's a good performer, he, and he brings a lot of energy to this, and it's a pleasing sort of melody and everything that people are going to get into. I, I failed to really... It's never hit home with me. I failed to see anything groundbreaking in this, but it still pleases people, and that can't be ignored. I know it, it, it looks like they brought a slick uh, production to Eurovision, but I just... Well, look, look, we've got to look at this in this other way. There's not a lot of big party songs this year. There's a lot of what people call cafe songs. <laughs> don't know about Iceland, but anyway. Um, I think this is one of the more upbeat, fun songs. Whether I mean, I still hate it, but people will like that. Also, I don't trust the Eurovision juries at all. They are meant to vote on originality, and they have been voting for songs that are such rip-offs. Michael Schulter for Germany last year, the year before Norway. Yeah. Um, look, they just... Don't they go for something that sounds like it's on the radio? This sounds like it could be the radio, so don't trust them to see through the unoriginality of it. And I think it'll come reasonably high with the jury, unfortunately. And I think this has got a good shot of doing well. Yeah, pains yeah. me to say. Let's talk results. This is going into the lower half of the top ten for me, unfortunately. Fingers crossed. If there's any justice in the world, it will flop. It seems like it's losing a bit of momentum now that they've hit the ground in Tel Aviv, but I still think it's going to be lower top ten, probably somewhere in between. 8th and 14th. I'm thinking like 5th to 8th at this stage for me. Fifth. I think it's going to come high. I think it could be top 3 still because I don't trust anybody. Um, <laughs> 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 you were talking about daddy issues with Soldi. I think I just have trust issues yeah, with the world. <laughs> They've burnt me so many times. I'm not over Verona yet. Um, but look, I think, I, I really do think that this could do much better than it deserves. But hey, that's Eurovision. Yep, totally. Agree. All right, let's move on. To Malta, we have Michaela with Chameleon. for me falls into the same category as Azerbaijan. It's been hanging around the top 10 in the fan polls, it's done quite well in jury polls, it's another song done by Symphonics. This is, this is modern, it's funky, it's a little bit weird at times, I don't think there's any competition or any way you can get away with this except for Eurovision. It's, it kind of works and I don't know why though. Look, it's, it is contemporary, it's unusual, and I think it grabs people's attention. Um, it does sound like something that would be performed in 2019, and I think this is going to really work for the juries in, in that respect. 
there's just something a little I find disconnected with the artist and the song. I don't feel it's, I feel no connection between her and the song whatsoever. She's standing out there and she's just a vessel for this song to be performed. <laughs> I mean, let's never forget, and we, I didn't mention this earlier, she just is the um, X Factor winner from Malta. She is only 18 years of old. Age. This is her first ever gig kind of thing. I mean, yeah. if you're going to the Eurovision Song Contest, wow. But she isn't an experienced performer, so I think it might take her a little bit to find her feet, as long as she finds them before semi-final and grand final. Yeah. yeah, so maybe by the time it gets to the grand final live, she'll smash it. But I just, uh, what I'm, it's more not necessarily about her nervousness, it's about the fact that this song means nothing to her. And I think televoters, even if it's subconsciously, do see that disconnect at times. Also, want to say about this song, it kind of reminds me of something like if you go to a party and some weirdo comes who's a bit artistic and weird and a bit of a hoot for five, ten minutes, you're like, oh my god, you're amazing. And it gets to the end of the night, you're still here, leave. <laughs> like, you're so, I'm no, like for the first couple of like beats, I like this first couple of bars, it was good. By the time you get to the third minute, it's just like, just end. Yeah. It's just a bunch of words mixed in a blender and thrown out. I was going to say, it's funny you should say this song means nothing to her, because this song means nothing to me. <laughs> I have no idea what it's about. It has no narrative. No. I mean, apparently the staging is quite good. They have quite a, a bright staging, very colourful, should be capturing the attention. But as far as lyrical content and jury, this should have... Oh. You should get slaughtered. Really should. See exhibits A with Switzerland. Don't trust the juries. They'll vote big for this, even Fair though enough. it means nothing. Where do you think this one's ended up? Uh, look, I actually don't think it'll... I think it'll be 9th, 10th. It'll do well with the in a very Maltese kind of a, um, way. Very well with the juries. Very poor with the telly vote. And it'll come about 9th or 10th, 11th, 12th area. I'm kind of with you on that. I think this one's going to kind of flop in inverted commas compared to what other people think. I think this will be lucky to make the 10. Yeah. I think this is probably somewhere about 10th to 15th. Could be like, yeah, 16th, 17th, 18th. You know, you're right, yeah. actually. I'm probably being generous. I can sort of see this just not quite hitting the mark that people think it might. And also, it's Malta. So, <laughs> I mean, but obviously it has an X factor for us to put in as a dark horse because it's such an unusual contemporary song. If they nail it all together, obviously you could do... We're probably thinking it could smash... A great jury score. And we saw Isaiah came ninth after coming fourth and the jury's pretty much got him the ninth place. So let's say she comes second or third, she could come fifth, sixth, seventh. Look at Walk on Water. What a dreadful oh, song that God. was. How that? did that come forth? Wow. All, right. All right, let's move on to <laughs> Cyprus. We have Tamta with Replay. Well, it's a really appropriate title because, look, there is some similarities to Fuego. Let's admit it here right now. Right. And the reason is because we have some of the writers and the same people who are um, part of the Cyprus delegation involved in this whole process. Now, Tamta herself is a massive, massive star in Greece and Cyprus and surrounds. And she was actually approached to do Fuego last year, but couldn't because of scheduling. And then Eleni Ferreira got it and history was made. This song to me feels like Tumter's realised her mistake, come back with something which is really good, but not quite as good as last year. And the staging is not quite as good as last year. And it's all feeling a little bit B-grade of what was an amazing performance. Okay, I'll agree with you there. It's not hitting the heights of Fuego. It's like they have the same recipe, yes. and you've tried to make the same cake. 
mm-hmm. but it hasn't quite risen as much or it doesn't taste quite as good. Oh, I like that little analogy. But, it's like when your mum gives you a recipe and you try and do it and it's like 90% oh, there. Yeah, and but I mean, it's still good and you still eat it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's still quite pleasing, but it's not quite what your mum made. Yeah, you know? totally. Look, t- there's nothing wrong with Tamta here. I think, I think she's giving it everything she's got. Uh, as far as what we've seen in staging so far, we can see the Chasse Jean-Baptiste um, a formula all over this one you know we've got her and a few dancers and even a reveal coming up on this one they haven't stepped too far away from the Fuego box I don't know if they're going to get the Fuego result though that's not going to happen I don't think. yeah look it's an enjoyable bit of med pop banger that you need in Eurovision yes it has a reveal I love a reveal you've already got me I'm probably going to vote for it just because of that alone <laughs> and she's a good performer she's really great on the eye you find yourself transfixed on her Mm. You know. And there's elements of the staging I really like. And I actually really like the studio of this, even though I mm. think it's a bit of a rip. I just love the song. Yeah. I kind of don't care yeah, exactly. that it has similarities to Fuego because I just really enjoy it. Totally. I totally agree with you. Okay, how's it going to do? Okay, well, this is one of those ones that's been a little bit deflating lately. Mm. It was sitting pretty high up in the odds, like about a fifth or a sixth. I can't see that reaching those heights. Look, I think this one's clinging to the top ten at best. Mm. It might scrape in for an 8th to 10th. I think this is more looking like a 14th, 16th sort of thing for me. It's just, you're right. I wouldn't say it's B grade, but it's A minus grade. Oh, B plus at best, I think. <laughs> now, I do agree with you. It is deflating like a goon bag in the Aussie Vision household. Um, it really was up there with the top five to do quite well. And as it's gone on, the staging is good. It just doesn't have any wow factor. It's just... Yeah good and this has a chance of actually falling into the right hand side of the scoreboard i think i think at best lower top 10 but i'm actually thinking 11 12 13 14th area for this one i'd I'd be surprised now to see it in the 10 i'd be very surprised to see it in the 10 not very but surprised but hey if they nail it on the night this elevates they get to 12. I feel like Switzerland, <laughs> I know, I feel like either Switzerland or Cyprus will get the best, one of them will get a good result. They're going to eat each other, one of them. Hopefully she eats Luca Hani and his result is terrible and hers is better. Unfortunately, I think it might be the other way around. Mm, we'll see, I guess. Let's move on to the last one of our uh, ones that are creeping up on the contenders here. And it's Greece. Yeah. Katarin Duska with Better Love. I guess it's one of those songs we always thought once it came out was quite a nice pop song. It's got that little mid-tempo indie feel. It came along with a great video and some nice visuals and it looks like they will be able to translate that onto the stage. I think, and we've always said, this has got really good jury appeal. This has got to be kind of creeping up there to, to on the night. If people get behind it, this could could possibly get there. Yeah, look, I think you're right there. And I will agree with one of those things and disagree with one of the other ones. I totally agree with you that this has your appeal and then we've always thought that. Mm. If she can do the vocal well, and she has been a little hit and miss with the vocal, it's been more hit than missed lately, Thank I will you. say that. But when it's slight, there's no room for error. It's like on the, the, the thin edge of a wedge. And when it goes slightly wrong, it goes wrong. Mm. And it's really off-putting. 
I will disagree with the fact that we've always liked this. I've always disliked this song. So I don't know about the we factor there. I do not like this song. I just find it's just this... I find it slightly a, a rip of a lot of like 2012, 2014 British songs I've heard a million times before with voices quite similar. I think she has a unique voice sounding for Eurovision, but I've heard this a lot of other times. I just don't feel anything for this song. I don't feel it's Greeks. I don't feel it's who is she as an artist? How does this connect with the song? I just don't feel anything for it. Yeah, I kind of agree with you there. As far as originality goes, there's no originality here. This could have been done by a hundred artists. And you're right about that vocal. It's a high wire act. Yes. And all yes. you need is to just take one step the wrong way and the whole thing comes tumbling down. I'll be blowing from here to knock <laughs> it down. <laughs> Look, it seems like she can smack the vocal. I think she'll well. do it well, yes. And, and, so I think this is going in the right direction very much. And it's a bit of a return to form for, for, for uh, Greece here, I think. Yeah. Because it hasn't been going well lately. No, it hasn't. I mean, they didn't. They always qualified for the final, and they've had two non-qualifiers since 2016. So they need to bounce back big, and they've gone for a big generic safe song. And I think they're going to get the right result with the jury. I still think I think this is slightly a better Malta with the same kind of result, better jury score, slightly better tally vote. But in the end, not enough heights to get into your top five. But she could be the top solo female somewhere in the sixth to tenth. Six to tenth could be. Wow. I mean, it's anywhere six to fifteenth, I think. But I think it could be six to tenth with a really good jury score. I think this is going to be one of those ones where the juries put it about fifth or sixth, and the public put it about seventeenth, sixteenth. Uh, this is very much a jury bait, and I'm afraid it doesn't have the impact for me to really in a year that there's a lot of bat droppings crazy going on mm. this is just going to probably pale into the background very pretty but pale into the background i can't see this making the 10 i think this is somewhere between 12 and 17 kind of in that malta range i guess too yeah i mean i it could be it, it's to me this is the one that has the broadest range of doing well or not mm. like nail it you could be in that 6 to 10 you flop you could be down to 20th just don't know yeah, yeah. Well, like I say, I think the jury appeal, we've already seen the staging uh, be unveiled and the odds didn't go crazy for it. So that tells me that it's just there. The staging looks pretty good, I must say. It is. It's very nice. Okay, well, look, those were our dark horses, the ones who could have a very outside chance of winning, or in your case, you think a very good chance. And a lot of the other ones that I think could have a lot of jury appeal and get a really good uh, top five to top ten result here. So there's quite a few in the mix. Definitely, definitely. Wants to keep an eye out for, particularly some of those performances out there. Yeah. Because they're going to be some rivers. Okay. Well, that was the end of our Dark Horses. The next episode is going to be on the ones to watch. Yes. Could be a good reason to watch them. Could be a wacky, <laughs> weird reason to watch them. Absolutely. So stay tuned for the next episode. Thanks for joining us, guys. See you later. Thanks.